This is Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries, and welcome to the Chosen People radio program. Today we're going to be talking about some very interesting current events and how we can reflect upon those current events through the lens of Scripture. Uh, we're holistic beings, and as believers in Messiah Jesus, we want to look at things the way he looked at things, and he looked at things through the lens of Scripture as, as well. And uh, we're going to uh, continue speaking a little bit about um, our portion of the week, and we're going to cover just a touch of Leviticus chapter 19, because there's a very, very critical passage in Leviticus 19 that Jesus then quotes in the New Testament in the Gospels. And it's through that lens that we want to look at one of the most extraordinary and most difficult things our world is going through right now and that's the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. With me is Bobby Walter, the director of our work in New York City. So welcome, Bobby. Shalom, Mitch, and welcome, everyone. Uh, we're very, very happy that you're joining us today. And uh, Mitch, like you said, we're going to look at uh, Leviticus 19 and this uh, really important topic and uh, this teaching and this principle that is deeply rooted in the Old Testament, but comes up uh, time and time again throughout the New Testament. So in Leviticus 19, this portion uh, of the week, it's called Kedoshim, which is the Hebrew word for holy ones or holiness. And it comes from really the, the beginning of the passage in Leviticus uh, 19 verses 1 and 2. This is what it says. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And this idea of holiness uh, or kadosh uh, or kedoshim, it means to be set apart, to be different. And what's really challenging about this, uh, again, in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, is this idea that we as followers of God, as disciples, are called to be holy as God is holy. And I, I think that this has to do with... Uh, the fact that we are created in God's image. And uh, what's also comforting about this, though, is that uh, such a high standard is set for us, but God doesn't leave us to uh, obtain or achieve holiness in our own strength or in our own power. So much of what we read when we come to these commandments about what holiness looks like sets up our need for the Holy Spirit sets up our need for God to help us, to intervene, to, to enter into our side of things, uh, to make it possible for us to truly uh, be his followers. So when we look throughout the rest of the chapter, uh, we're not going to read the whole thing, but we see all of these really practical commandments. And one that I just love, one that, uh, again, is really challenging, is found in Leviticus 19, verse 18. This is what it says. You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And that commandment, again, I mean, this is um, 
one of the two great commandments that Jesus refers to when he's asked in the Gospels uh, which commandment is the greatest of all, whether it's in Matthew 22 or, or Mark chapter 12. The way Jesus responds is he, he draws the listener's attention to the fact that loving the Lord our God with all that we are, with all of our heart, our soul, our, our mind, our strength, uh, our, our everything, uh, that, that's the greatest commandment. And then right after it, he quotes this passage. He quotes Leviticus 19.18, and he says, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And Mitch, like you referred to earlier, I think that we have, unfortunately, uh, a, a prime example unfolding right now in the world of what it looks like when we fail to do this, when we don't love our neighbors as ourselves. Right, Bobby. I just recently came back from Warsaw and uh, was all over uh, uh, Warsaw and parts of Poland. And uh, we were trying to get a real handle on what's happening in the war between uh, Russia and Ukraine, or what I would call just the Russian invasion or the Russian aggression. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a very very sensitive issue for so many reasons. I mean, number one, because so many people are getting killed, so many cities are being destroyed, and it's also such a sensitive issue because um, you really want to think through who is your neighbor. Russia and the Ukraine are neighboring states, and if one side would have loved their neighbor as they love themselves, well. This wouldn't have happened. Uh, and the interesting thing is that the Ukrainians and the Russians are almost cousins. Uh, the languages are almost exactly alike. Uh, their histories are almost exactly alike. Their religious faith is almost exactly alike because uh, dominantly the uh, Orthodox Church, either the Russian or the uh, uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church. And there's so much intermarriage between Russian and Ukrainian people. And so in years past, of course, Ukraine was and Russia were both part of the Soviet Union, uh, which fell in the early 90s in what we call perestroika, when the Soviet Union became the former Soviet Union and Ukraine once again became an independent state. Uh, actually, Poland over the years has been somewhat attached to Russia and Ukraine and that's why there's a lot of similarities, actually, in the Polish language. Uh, with, and so many, many Ukrainians, um, now the number that are displaced is probably over 11 million uh, people. Almost 5 million have crossed the border into neighboring countries, and the rest are traveling from their homeland. And as many of you know from watching the news, uh, Marup. Um, Marupial was destroyed, uh, Kharkov is being bombed, and Kiev is also being bombed, and uh, the safety net is in the west in the great city of Lviv. Now, what most people don't know about Ukraine is that Ukraine has been one of the most important countries in the modern history of the Jewish people. Hmm. Some of the greatest rabbis who are venerated by Orthodox Jews in Israel, in Brooklyn, where I live, and all over the globe, are from Ukraine. And actually, Ukraine, uh, over the years, also has been accused of being quite anti-Semitic. 
And uh, it's it's true. Uh, there were many Ukrainians who were anti-Semitic and uh, were willing participants with Hitler. Ukraine today would uh, renounce that and would uh, repent of that and apologize for that. And uh, but nonetheless, it did it did happen. So, Mitch, obviously, the the horrors of war that we see going on right now in that area are just devastating, and they break our hearts. But uh, when you were over there, what did you see? What What's going on right now on the ground where you see uh, believers stepping up and then loving their neighbors as themselves, even in the midst of war? One of the uh, chosen people efforts to do relief, uh, both in Ukraine and in Poland, uh, involved taking care of a lot of hum- basic humanitarian needs. Uh, let me just give you a little picture, Bobby, of, of what we're dealing with. Uh, as many people know, there are rules to the game when it comes to leaving Ukraine. If you are a male between the ages of 18 and allegedly 62, it's probably a little older, if you are a male between those ages, you're not allowed to leave Ukraine. You have to stay and serve in the army. The only way you can get across the border and get out is if you have three or more children. And so what has happened is that there has been a virtual army of single mothers crossing the borders in order to protect their children. But they don't want to go far away from Ukraine, so they stay in Poland, which is why there's two and a half million Ukrainians in Poland. They stay close to to Ukraine because as soon as there's a ceasefire, as soon as things calm down, uh, these women and kids they want to be they want to reunite with their husbands and not only just their husbands but their teenage brothers, uh, older teenage brothers and and young men, and so a lot of the ministry that we're doing in Poland and in some of these other uh, sites is among women and children. So we work with Chosen People Poland that has a deep involvement with a Christian camp about two and a half, three hours north of of Warsaw. And I went up there to visit, and there were about 200 uh, people there. And you guessed it, about 100 were children, hmm. and 99% of the rest were mothers or some single and women, and a few elderly women thing is, a lot of the elderly folks, both men and women, were not able to leave Ukraine. And they told their kids and their grandchildren, get out while you can. Just they were not physically able to leave. Exactly. They weren't physically able to leave. And so many of them, of course, uh, depending on where they live, uh, died. Hmm. And so as I spoke with these women... And I, I talk to them about what their hopes and dreams are. And they're totally shattered. They don't know if their husbands or their sons or their brothers are going to be alive at the end of it. They don't know if they're going to have anything physical to go back to because the cities are being destroyed. And they have no idea where they're supposed to go. They have no money. They have nothing. Absolute, I've never seen people so destitute. And the truth is... you. Ukrainians were not that poor. They were poor people among the Ukrainians. But the Ukrainians in general, they're very involved with high tech. So some people are even doing their jobs while they're wandering around Europe uh, because they can remote in. 
Uh, but most have had everything wiped out. They need medicine, they need blankets, they need clothes, they need everything. And so this camp where uh, our chosen people staff, we actually have been sending teams of Russian and Ukrainian-speaking Jewish believers who are missionaries to the Jewish people in Israel with chosen people. We've sent them in to minister in uh, at the camp. And they feed the kids. They, they, uh, the big deal was taking them to McDonald's so they could jump around on jumpy toys mm-hmm. or whatever those things are called. And uh, it, uh, we even took them bowling. And uh, just anything, because these kids were all in school. Now they're not in school. They're trying to homeschool them. They're trying to remote in, but there's not enough iPads or computers to, uh, to, to get them into school. So uh, you have a whole group of people that are just waiting to see what happens. We view this in a lot of different ways. Uh, we view this in, term, in phases. Phase one, just emergency relief, and we're doing everything we can. And dear brother and sister, uh, I don't know who your favorite ministry is that is working in, in Ukraine. If you don't have one, let it be chosen people because your support and your prayers are so important to what we're trying to do to relieve just this immediate tremendous need. Secondly, we're going to be dealing with people who are displaced and don't know where to go or what to do. They need everything from houses to jobs to schools for their children, and that's not going to be easy. Uh, Thank God the nation of Poland has been very receptive. The Polish Christians have been incredible. I met with a whole bunch of Polish evangelicals, and boy, if you wanted to see loving your neighbor in action, hmm. um, you you see it uh, in in the lives and the testimony and the hard work uh, of these uh, Polish Christians. And uh, so we don't know. We need to pray for these folks. We'll have to see how much destruction comes, um, and if it lessens, well, it's still going to take years and years to rebuild some of these cities. And then also we're ministering to Ukrainian Jewish believers, part of Messianic congregations we've planted over the last 30 or 40 years. And so we're helping them and other people are helping them too. So we have seen now the destruction that comes when people don't love their neighbors. And we've seen the heart-stirring testimony of what happens when you do love your neighbors. And a lot of the Christians um, do love their neighbors. You know, we keep giving money to this group of Messianic uh, Jewish people, and they keep giving it away <laughs> to, to Jews and Gentiles. They're destitute. They're courageous. They're brave. And uh, they really need to be respected uh, for what they're doing. So, dear friends, I hope that gives you a little bit of an overview. And It really makes the love your neighbor as yourself, Leviticus 19.18 passage, come to life in an extraordinary way. It's so relevant today. The destruction that happens when you don't love your neighbor and the blessing that comes when you do. Thanks for asking, Bobby. At Chosen People Ministries, our desire is to share the good news of Jesus. Yeshua, the Messiah, with Jewish people in ways that are challenging, creative, and compelling. 
We can only accomplish this mission with the partnership, prayers, and financial support of listeners like you, who have the desire and a passion to reach out to Jewish people all over the country and enrich their lives with a message of hope and salvation. If that's you, please connect with us online. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com radio, or you can connect with us through the mail or over the phone. For those details and more, visit chosenpeople.com radio. Your partnership helps us continue the mission we started over 127 years ago. And for that, we say thank you. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. Uh, Mitch, thank you so much for that update and really that description of uh, what's going on over there uh, in Ukraine with this Russian invasion right now. And it it really is heartbreaking. And we see it in Brooklyn as well, as you know, uh, where we live and serve and where our Feinberg Messianic Center is located. Uh, It's in a very um, Russian-speaking Jewish neighborhood. So we have uh, in the community... Uh, Russian background Jewish people and Ukrainian uh, Jewish people as well. And we've seen the heartbreak because so many have family members over there uh, who are suffering. And, uh, and it's really it's really been um, just a tough situation all around. But there is so much encouragement that we can find. You know, that this is one thing I love about our Messiah, about Jesus, our King, is that when he saw this level of devastation, when he saw these uh, situations, the depravity of man and and people destroying one another. Um, he didn't give up. He stepped in to bring healing. He stepped in to to fix that which is broken. Uh, and I just want to read again uh, from Mark chapter 12, when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? It says this, Mark 12, beginning in verse 28, one of the scribes came and heard them arguing. And recognizing that he had answered them well, he asked him, what commandment is foremost of all? Jesus answered, the foremost is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So, Mitch, as we know that our brothers and sisters are there right now living out this passage and loving their neighbor as themselves, even in the midst of the devastation of war, how can we be praying specifically for what's happening over there right now? We should pray for those who are displaced, whether they're out of the country or still in Ukraine. We should pray that that God would protect these single moms, their husbands who are fighting the war, and uh, also pray for the children because they're the ones who are going to be the most devastated by all of this. Secondly, pray for the chosen people staff in Poland, in Germany, in Ukraine, in Israel, uh, all over the globe. Pray that we will have God's wisdom and know how to use the resources that he's provided to bring healing and peace uh, to those who are suffering uh, because of this aggression. And then finally, and maybe this is the hardest one. In Matthew 5, verse 44, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And then Jesus says in 46, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same. The hardest thing that Christians and Messianic Jews are going to have to do sometime is to forgive those who have hurt them. 
And so we pray for relief from suffering, and then we pray that hearts won't harden and that there will be some kind of miraculous supernatural ability to forgive when the time comes. I know that Ukraine is on the hearts of so many of us today, and it's very much on my heart and on the heart of the Chosen People Ministries staff. We have about 20 staff members all over the globe who are from Ukrainian Jewish backgrounds, and they have family and friends and others in Ukraine. And we are so motivated to help them. For the last number of years, we've been very involved in planting congregations in Ukraine, and right now, what we're trying to do is to help those we've led to the Lord and discipled survive. So write to Chosen People Ministries and join us in praying and supporting our ministries in Ukraine. You can write to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. One of our generous and faithful supporters recently asked, Mitch, what are your priorities for 2022? And I thought that was a great question. The answer is simple. We plan to go back to basics in 2022, focusing on evangelism, discipleship, and training. We're so excited by the ministry possibilities in 2022. This year, we are prioritizing in-person, I say in-person, evangelism of Jewish people with the strategy to win Jewish believers, disciple and train them, and help them serve the Lord. We're also looking to reach young secular Israelis for, for the Lord. And we're planning to use various media, in-person engagements, and to share the love of Jesus with them any way we can. So we hope you will prayerfully consider supporting us this year. Your gifts will provide for our various ministries, the development of materials, and the production of our training programs. We are so thankful for your prayers and generous support. So God bless you and thank you for partnering with Chosen People Ministries as we share the gospel with Jewish people all across the globe. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. And we're very glad that you joined us today. And if you would like to learn more about this ministry, then let me invite you to stop by our website and explore all the resources and tools that we have available today. Yes, Bobby. One of the resources we actually have is our monthly newsletter that's filled with reports on events happening around the globe, Bible studies with Dr. Rich Freeman, Hebrew word studies, and so much more. And when you sign up for our Chosen People newsletter, be sure to also request our latest book on Israel, the Jewish people, and Jesus. We'll happily send it to you for free when you call us at 888, the number 2, Yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A. That number again is 888-293-7482. Or you can request a copy online when you visit us at chosenpeople.com slash offer. You can also write to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. And then, if this radio program has touched your heart and you'd like to partner with us this year, we'd love to hear from you about that too. We have short-term, long-term, and seasonal volunteer opportunities. Or you can just reach out to let us know that you're praying for our team. To get in touch today, just go to chosenpeople.com radio. And right now, let's wrap up today's program with the ironic benediction. Yivarechecha Adonai 
v'yishmarecha. Ya'er panavelecha v'yichuneka. Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom. V'yasem lecha shalom. V'yasem lecha shalom. V'yasem lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.